Hello there. Welcome back to the Senate Podcast. This is episode 34, and I'm joined by Tony Quinn. We're finally, we're reunited after a while. And, and what's reuniting us is, of course, the most unnecessary and pointless award show <laughs> in the history of award shows. And that's the Game Awards. So, obviously, we're going to just talk about some games, some announcements, um, some really irrelevant things uh, that stuck out to us. And we're not going to talk about probably some uh, some of the big things, but we're going to talk about some of the things that we enjoyed. But before we get into that, it's been a little bit of time. So any, what's new with you, Tony? Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, 2023 has been the year. Well, I should say last year and this year have been the year of uh, – stuff happening to my family you know i'm obviously not going to go into detail about that but i mean it sucks you know it's been draining for sure but uh i'm just you know happy that uh i can always come back to you know my love of art you know my love of movies video games whatever and that's one of the things that never fails to get me through any tough times so i'm happy about that at least yeah i've been um so you've been you've been uh, playing some games. I've been playing some yeah, games, I like, but I feel like I'm falling back into love with gaming. Yes. like I've had a slump for a while where I I would like try to I play agree. stuff, and I don't know, it just wasn't hitting it for me. But um, I got that fire back. I'm excited to you know play, you know the stuff that I love, the stuff that there's so many games that like I've been wanting to play and. I thought of this the other day. I'm like, why haven't I been playing these? But I've been buying like random stuff that I know I probably won't even really yes. play. Like, yeah. So you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to stay focused, and I'm happy that you know the video game industry is as varied as it is, and there will always be a place for everybody. So I'm excited about some trailers that we'll talk about in a little bit. That just you know speak to me and and are just the f- f- things that i love and even some things that i don't usually play but i think look interesting so yeah i've been playing a ton of different games and and, and like you said it's just we i don't know we just taking some time to just relax and play games and it just feels good another thing that i've been doing or that i, I have done is so go back a little bit of time um, I really was trying to uh, kind of get in shape, and we had that one episode about mental health back in, I believe, June. Yeah, and we talked about like the overall like physical and, and mental health and everything. But in terms of physical health, me and you talked about that, you know, outside of this. But I've been trying to get in shape and everything, and one of my goals was to run a five k. And I did that on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. How'd that yeah. go? <laughs> so it went amazing. I ran um, a turkey trot here. And um, I actually I should be wearing that. I should have wore that shirt for this. But uh, my time was, so they chipped us. They We had a chip on us. And uh, when we crossed the starting line, it started. And then it obviously ended at the end. And my time was 28 minutes and 42 seconds Ooh. for 5K. Yes. So I'm... I'm happy about that. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've been eating eating pretty good, lifting weights and, and running, but 
it was just nice finally getting to accomplish that because it's almost like when you're playing a game and you're going for the platinum trophy and you're like getting the trophies you know popping them popping them it's like okay i'm getting closer to that platinum so it's like every time i was training or eating or working out or whatever i was like getting those trophies you know and then i finally do the 5k and it's like okay i've, I've accomplished it so i feel i feel pretty good about that now i feel like because that's out of the way i can just get back to uh doing the podcast yeah i've been uh in a little bit of a exercise slump in a way like i've never been a big fan of well i was for a while like structured exercise you know how like people are like oh you know you have to have a routine you know no you have to like i like that sometimes but sometimes i just kind of like to do whatever i want so you know i've been just really trying to find my groove in fitness uh trying to eat pretty good i think my uh the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was thanksgiving break (laughs) you know that was a few days and like i got I don't know what happened exactly, but there was one day where my stomach just, I was just like sick, you know, like I just felt like crap. I didn't really want to eat anything. And I think it was because I ate a little too much junk food. And like, I think, I don't know, like I've kind of gotten to a point where it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to eat so bad. I'm just trying to eat better. You know, I've gotten pretty good though. Like I don't get stuff from Wawa that much anymore. Uh, I don't eat junk food a ton anymore. Like the other day I had a pack of two cupcakes and I was like, okay, that that wasn't a great decision. Um, I've, I've been eating deer meat <laughs> like crazy. So I, I know some people It's expensive, work, but it's like one of the yes. higher quality ones. Yes, I, I know some people at work that had a bunch of deer meat, so I bought it. It was expensive, but I've been eating deer meat like crazy. And then I've been eating like a ton of, I've just been eating a lot just in general, just a lot more than usual. Like, for me, the last two months of the year, December and November, I just eat more because of the holidays and stuff, but whatever. I'm working out, burning them, but we got to have a whole episode on, on that. Just nothing about games or anything, but just that. So I have one more thing I want to like talk to you about before we get into uh, games and stuff. So it's been a little over a year since we started doing the podcast it's been more so about exactly a year for you in general i kind of just talked a little bit about it on the last two episodes but over the last year what were some of the standout moments for you in terms of anything happening on the podcast or with it i would say i mean the most standout thing for me is still uh interviewing Stefan Gagne you know that was such a like it was it just felt like I was talking to like you know a friend of mine like it was just really chill really casual and like you know it um you know just like learning you know his process uh because um for those who don't know he's he's a uh independent video game developer uh he his studio which is basically just him is called fiction factory games on uh, he did arcade spirits and arcade spirits the new challengers which are these two visual novels with uh dating elements like it's not a necessary part of the game it's just there if you wanted to and like those games just hit me at the right time had a big impact on me and like um, so, I mean, you know, like talking to a d- developer was like, 
really cool in terms of like kind of igniting that fire in me that maybe wants to work on games to in some capacity at some point uh among the other 10 million things i want to do uh i'd say the other highlight is i don't know if it was this year well yeah i don't remember how long it was but uh that episode we did with andy where we created our own video game publishers yes that was uh um, i think february uh or march yeah because like that was in a way you know that was like a thing we did for fun and stuff and we had a great time with that but like it was also i don't like this word because it's like a buzzword but manifesting yeah. you know quote unquote i'm not necessarily spiritual like that but i mean i think there is something to be said about like knowing something you want to do and like kind of internalizing it you know like i think that that obviously can only help you achieve you know any uh things you want to do any anything you want to accomplish um and then let's see it's hard to think of like specific uh i'd say one highlight in general is like um you know i've I don't think I've ever talked about this directly, but like I, if any of you have noticed, uh, you probably have, um, I stutter a little bit. I, I've had that since I was a kid. I don't even know why. And like, you know, so like starting a pod, starting, you know, being part of a podcast was like one of those ways for me to like, cause it's been a long journey of like me, like accepting it and like, coming to grips with it and not feeling so self-conscious about it even though it's still there a little bit so like on a little bit of a personal level like being part of a podcast knowing that you know i'm i can't speak like super clearly or anything it's been kind of a way for me to like um look at my insecurities and essentially flip them off you know be like i know you're a part of me but I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm going to face you head on. I'm not going to let you stop me from having fun, you know, stop me from chasing dreams that I want to chase. Um, so, yeah, I guess overall the podcast has helped me um, learn a little bit about myself in a way and um, kind of channel uh, some of my uh, creative energy and also... Um, how do I say it? Like, uh, you're just getting better. You're giving learning, me something to growing. strive towards. Yeah, yeah. Like a thing to strive for. Like, you know, cause if I wasn't part of this podcast, maybe I'd still be making videos, but like, it's kind of helped me, uh, build my conversational skills. And like, even like collaborating with you, like sometimes you'll text me about like ideas that you have or that we have. And then, I'll be like, I think maybe it'd be cool if we did this like this. And you'll be like, okay, that's cool. How about this? And then, you know, so it's kind of helped me like learn how to work with other people, which is a skill that I'll probably be using in my real life to some capacity. So yeah, I'd say overall, um, all of that. <laughs> that's awesome. And I'm looking at the, um, I'm just going back through our episodes. I think the the show you know the center podcast really started with episode 13 and that was the game studios we would acquire if we owned a publisher um 
the one you, you referred to with Andy in it. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, you know, love to have him back on sometime soon. And uh, that was March. So, really, I think it, it kicked it off. Everything got kicked off with that right there. Because um, after that, we did The Last of Us sh- uh, show, which actually won Best uh, Video Game Adaptation at the Game Awards. Uh, interesting pick there, but that was a great show. But anyways, after that, we got into our Star Wars retrospectives and obviously yeah, one of that the was another highlight that yes. was like some of the most yes. fun i've had like you know like yes. watching these movies again and then being like so much fun i never noticed that before oh that was cool like it's so cool when you revisit something in like another phase of your life you know because like your brain's more developed and you're able to think like more critically about certain things so like seeing stuff that you never caught you know back when you were a kid or you know back when you watch these more on a casual level it's like oh i i never noticed that bit of writing there and oh that thing there reminds me of this from the original trilogy or you know anything like that yeah we had we had so much fun with that uh, and then obviously revenge of the sith was like four and a half hours long and, and we still <laughs> didn't cover some stuff in it that we could have covered <laughs> And uh, that was fun. Our crossover with the joystick, that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. I'd love to talk to those guys again sometime soon. Uh, and it's we... cool because, like, now they know who we are. Yes. So, like, if anything, you know, maybe they'll reach out to us to be on their show in the future. So, you, you never know what could happen when you, you know, work with somebody who's also, you know, kind of on your level, you know, doing the same kind of thing you're doing. It, anything can happen. Yeah, it's super fun with them. And I'm just going chronologically. Yo, the live show. Oh, yeah, that was great. It wasn't just like, oh, we did a live show. It was very good. Like, the quality was amazing. It I, That was a lot of fun. And then Devontae was on that. Would love to have him on again. That was, that was fun. Like, we've done so many cool things. And then after that, um, last thing I'll say is, of course, when I had Jake James Lugo on, just video games industry you know vet, veteran video games writer um influencer everything like he got he just has so much knowledge about games he's like really well spoken too like yes. he's like very yes. professional in the way he talks yes. but he also it's not like he's one of those people that feels like he's just on you know like a higher plane of existence like He's a fan like you, and you know, Such you were talking guy. about yes. like Sonic and Star Wars, and you know, he just feels like a regular guy, but he also has this, uh, this breadth of knowledge and experience. It reminds me, uh, you know, of me because it's like he's not doing this for the fame or the views. Obviously, you know, me and you were doing this, and we don't care how many views it gets, but we just love doing it. And he's so knowledgeable because he's just a fan of all these games, and and that's how we are. So. We're so, we're so, you know, big into games that we just love to talk about it and watch things like the Game Awards because we just love games. And, you know, with that being said, let's talk about some of the games we love from the Game Awards. I made a small list of things that just stood out to me. What we can do is we can just go from, you know, overall views of this year's Game Awards and then dive in. Because this year was a very interesting year, I would say. Wasn't the best award show ever. The announcements weren't great. 
I've seen the, some yeah, people on was, Twitter being very critical of uh, how they didn't, how they let like celebrities be on there for like five minutes, but yes. you know, like the game devs that won the awards, it's yes. like you have twenty seconds, a hole, and it's like, whoa, dude, yeah. like we have to have time for you know trailers and ads because capitalism, and we have to make our money. Neil, Neil Druckmann was rushed, uh, Sam Lake was rushed, and I mean they won Game of the Year, uh, and then you know. Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele, which was a really, really cool crossover. The way they were introduced with the door, awesome. They, you know, they get all the time they want, which, you know, it's whatever. It's Jeff Keighley's show, but, you know, I, I would give this show like a C, you know, if I had to grade on a scale. I know they do that on Twitter, but okay. Top down, big takeaways. Let's jump into the games because, you know, whatever. It's an award show. It's irrelevant. No, the awards don't hold any kind of, you know, uh, wait to it really can i just <laughs> rant about this is my first small rant for the episode just go ahead because we're crossing get into it bro so i texted you yesterday i was like yo the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and super mario brothers wonder got nominated for art, art direction. direction when tears of the kingdom is just breath of the wilds art direction and Mario Wonder is every 3D Mario platformer since the freaking Wii came out. And do you know what other game got nominated for Best Art Direction? Hi-Fi Rush. I haven't played it, but that game looks amazing. It's so stylish. It looks incredible. The cell shading, the colors, all that stuff. Do I think I voted for that. Yeah. What one? Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. Now, I'm playing the first one. I love it. I love that kind of game, you know, where it's like a interactive movie tv show i'm not throwing shade to remedy at all but dude you're gonna compare a game that looks like real life to hi-fi rush get out of my face i think it's almost i think it's ridiculous hi-fi rush should have should have got that i think it's freaking 2021 but death loop got nominated for art direction alongside ratchet and clank a rift apart so i don't know like if you wanted some like like real concrete proof that the game awards is a bunch of shit there you go because the, there's no way there is no way sorry all right yeah <laughs> no that's true I, it's 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 irrelevant <laughs> i wish i could you know i could find it keep ranting keep ranting okay well yeah rant rant, rant. okay i'll 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 rant and start talking about because there are actually some games that stuck out to me, but they they fit this trend that I'm tired of. Can we stop announcing games when the only thing that the developers have regarding the game is a CG animatic, a CG trailer, and that's it? No gameplay? Can we stop this, please? Yes. Why are we doing this? Why are we announcing, dude? How many Mar- every Marvel game is just a trailer, no gameplay? Captain America, Black Panther, freaking um, Wolverine, Blade, which was announced here. By the way, not developed, thank God, but published by Bethesda. So I don't know about that. It's cool that Blade's getting a game, but I mean, like so many of these games are just trailers like i don't know like that shouldn't you know like i'm shout out to the people developing uh the jurassic park game i think it's um 
Saber Interactive because uh, let me look it, it was just a trailer, but then at the end of the game, they showed a little bit of the gameplay. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not expecting, you know, tons of gameplay because it's still in early development. But for the love of God, have some yep, freaking gameplay. It's a game awards show. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I can't find it. I was going to look up uh, kind of the nominees for everything, but I, I don't even want to go through that. But you're right. And in my little list that I made um, of things that stood out, it, there are things that stood out pretty much because of them actually showing gameplay. Yeah. So, like, like, like I'm not going to talk about this stuff because, like, a trailer that people made will obviously look cool, but that doesn't tell me what the game will be like. Yes. I mean, I'm tired we'll of looking at No CG Man's stuff. Sky. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I keep thinking about when we covered the PlayStation event back in July when they showed Judas, and I was shocked at how much actual like gameplay they showed in judas so that has me extremely excited for it um that game so another game i I really really want to talk about is uh suicide squad kills the justice league because honestly this game is taking a 180 i actually i'm gonna check out the trailer on mute because i've heard that like i've seen okay i saw like a tweet that was something like oh so this might actually be good or something uh, yeah pull it up um i'm actually uh i mean you know oh, this yeah, might be it. a controversial opinion but i don't want this game to suck i don't either and <laughs> here's what here's what got me I'm, i have the trailer on right now i'm watching it they showed a lot of gameplay in this and you know i'm glad they did because people actually have the beta right now um or they're playing an early release of it um and obviously they can't talk about it but it's good they kind of got this out there so things weren't leaked like the gta 6 trailer how that was leaked but, i cannot find this trailer um the game awards 2023 just kill justice league official trailer oh, okay but I got it, yeah. this had gameplay and story in it and what you get to see is them a boss battle with uh green lantern and i think there's a boss battle with flash in here too this is still a and, really dumb idea for a suicide squad game but i mean <laughs> Yeah. Like it, what's yeah? What's dumb I, is it's it's restricted to these four people. Like, I'm sorry, but Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark. These are some very very irrelevant people. They've only come into some kind of relevance in the last few years because of James Gunn, really. But it's just such a dumb four-person team to take on the justice league but i guess that's something that's attractive about the game it's like wow this is absurd how are we going to kill the justice league and in this trailer they show um wonder woman she puts the lasso of truth around flash and she's like you know how do we stop this and flash is like we have to all die in order to save the world like the heroes have to die in order to save the world because they're being controlled by brainiac i mean i'd say essentially you got to kill I cool. think there's something interesting that could be done with the premise that, oh, this, you know, group of villains have to be the heroes and fight the heroes who have been, you know, brainwashed to be the villains. That's an interesting idea, right? But my problem, like, it's the same problem I had with the first Suicide Squad movie, which had a troubled production. The original villain was actually supposed to be Steppenwolf. And then it was changed to Enchantress. But, dude, this is the Suicide Squad's first movie, and you're having them fight, like, magic people. Like, why? Why wouldn't they just fight, like, 
a terrorist, like, I don't know, like, Black Mask, the Joker, freaking anybody else. Like, why would they, like, I don't like the idea of this group fighting, like, people who are essentially gods. Like, that just sounds stupid. Like, there's no way that that's interesting to me. What's interesting would be, like, a Suicide Squad game that's, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto V, you know, where it's just, like, you know, like, you're fighting this crew of, like, terrorists or something, and you could do, you know, like, side missions, maybe cause a little the ship in mayhem if you want to, you know, but, like, it's, you know, like, a small-focused, fun, you know, crime drama of a thing, like a, you know, like a, like, like a grounded thriller instead of whatever this is. And, like, even the traversal, like, it looks fun, but it just feels, like, really grand for some reason. Like, everybody has some way to, like, fly or, like, jump really high, and it's, like, I... I don't know. I feel like some of these people would just, like, have a car or a motorcycle or something like that. So, I mean, I'm going to play it probably because, I mean, it's it looks fun. And, you know, I like these characters, but, like, I'm still even like if they change, like, the live service looter aspects of it, I'm still kind of skeptical because it's like it could have been so many other things. Yeah. And it just it's just the same thing they keep doing with these characters in the movies which i i mean the james gunn movie was a little more grounded but then they fight a a giant starfish and it's like i don't know why they have to do that (laughs) so that you know i love how they showed a lot of gameplay with that another game uh that really stood out to me and i'm sad they didn't show more gameplay but it actually, they did show a lot of it, and that was Exodus, probably the coolest looking, you know, thing there, essentially. It was the first game announced, uh, you know, at the start of the show, and Matthew McConaughey came out and announced it because he's in it, and it is called Exodus, developed by ex-Bioware devs, and they want to make it an uh, RPG in space, and it looks amazing. It, it has oh, yeah. know, time dilation elements like Interstellar. You know, so obviously Matthew McConaughey is going to be involved in that, which is awesome. I don't know if I saw the trailer for this. I might have. The trailer looks awesome. I can't remember if they showed gameplay or if it wasn't gameplay. Um, but there's X Naughty Dog devs and X Mass Effect um, X devs from Bioware that worked on Mass Effect on this. So I don't know. It looks cool. It actually um, looks promising. It stood out a little bit. It's kind of just a bland sci-fi, you know, kind of like art to it. I wish the it, IGN page had like a table of contents because I just have it, to scroll. The IGN all. page is terrible uh, for the game awards. What I'm, page I'm like, are you oh, looking at? Maybe terrible. I can find something something easier to navigate. I go here. to Polygon. Just type Polygon. Okay, Poly- <laughs> Poly- Poly- Polygon.com Game Awards TGA. I'm um, a professional here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so watch Exodus, but that stood out. Another game that stood out. To me, and I actually text you, is a game called Windblown. Here's why this stood out. It is made by the guys who created Dead Cells. And Dead Cells is extremely artistic and a great roguelike. 
So now they're coming out with a game called Windblown. It is like a Hades. It looks it looks oh, very yeah, yeah. Wow. very similar to Hades, but the art looks so fun, and it's like a three person co op. I don't know if it's a roguelike. I'm looking now, but it looks so the gameplay and it looks so good. The the cutscenes look, um, you know, look like they're almost like hand drawn animations look cool. Not hand drawn, but they're like animations look cool. Uh, uh, assume the role of leapers, a group of warriors fighting to protect their home from a gigantic and deadly vortex and its sentinel minions. Oh, yeah. We were craving a a lightning fast combat roguelite, but it simply didn't exist. The Motion Twin team explained in a press release, so we rolled up our sleeves and crafted the game we yearned for. Okay, blah, blah, blah. It's like Hades, but faster. It's co-op. Looks awesome, but yeah, so. Yeah, I wish I could. Those games stood out to me. I wish that I could be a fan of roguelikes, but I'm just, as somebody with ADD, I don't like redoing the same thing over and over again. And that's kind of what roguelikes are. Like, the only one I enjoyed, like, significantly was Hades. I didn't beat it, but, like, I liked it at, like, you could still, like, buy things to progress. Like, you know, like, if you grind, you could, like, buy, like, uh, abilities and stuff. Uh, And, like... Every time you die, if you talk to a character, they have, like, no lines of dialogue that, like, advance the plot and stuff. So, like, that's kind of the exception to the roguelike rule. But, I mean, I'll check this out, you know, if, you know, like, if it's cheap. Because, like, I do, I see the appeal of the genre, but, unfortunately, I just haven't really The co-op really is, for that type, specifically that type of game, is, um is really what got me because it just looks looks fun like if you got a group that can go in it looks like you can have a lot of fun because it looks fast paced like they were saying so okay moving on i want to keep this compact all right so how like um do you just want to run through since you've been talking for a bit do you just want to like run through the rest yeah i'll run through that okay because i'm i got i only got a few more things i want to say okay um so i don't know if you caught this one a game called Last Sentinel. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, XGTA Dev reveals futuristic open world rival Last Sentinel uh, at the Game Awards. So, developer uh, Lightspeed LA. Uh, this guy, the, the dev for this, worked on uh, Red Dead and Bully. But this is set in a dystopian Tokyo. Last Sentinel focuses on... Uh, protagonist, she leads an enthralling narrative steeped in dystopian science fiction lore. And it looks like almost, it's, it's an open world game and it looks like a cyberpunk if it was set in Tokyo. Which sounds cool. It looks cool. I'm trying to find the trailer. I watched it, but I kind of <sighs> forgot. Uh, this, stood, I'm, I, this stood out to me. I don't see anyone talking about it. And maybe I'm, I'm missing s- something. I'm so prepared for that. Uh, they didn't show any gameplay. Screw it! I'll just but, click on you YouTube. No, nah, there oh, wasn't a lot. I didn't of show any gameplay. Yeah, that was one of the ones with no gameplay. Yes. yes. So I'm like, and I was I mean, upset, but um, 
It might. But um, it, the the style looks interesting because it reminds me of a, like a cyberpunk, but it's set in Tokyo. Which you just pitch me that I'm like, okay, that actually sounds interesting. So unfortunately, not a lot of gameplay for that. But Sega went off with gameplay. They showed. In 90 Dude. seconds, 90 seconds, they revealed five games, just gameplay. Just gameplay. Let me just quick look this up on YouTube. Yep, I, I'm watching, yeah, I, I'm watching it now. So, so dude, I, dude. You know, I'll save it for when we talk about yeah. that game. You know, that game. But uh, we talk about the other ones that are not that game first. <laughs> okay. So, okay. You can, let me, let me just rant because I'm going through this, uh, I'm going through this trailer. They show Jet Set Radio. Dude, I I watched this at work by myself in my you car. You were screaming. Thank God that, yeah. Thank you were God I was by myself because I freaking squealed. I was screaming. I made a TikTok because I just had to get... Dude, like, we we knew this because it was, like, a part of a leak along with uh, Persona 3 Reload, like, I think either a year ago or 2021, somewhere around there um and i was like what does that mean what does that mean is it a sequel what is it i mean so we're still not okay. sure but but dude j- from <laughs> from the little bit that we got oh my god oh my, my most like final fantasy 7 rebirth kingdom hearts 4 and now this new jet set radio <laughs> game are my top three for ever like i uh, oh my god so the upcoming mm-hmm. entries include new games in the Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and Crazy Taxi franchises. So what's cool is, uh, where's this? Polygon says Jet Set Radio and Streets of Rage footage in particular looked like more than mere remakes. And honestly, I would add Crazy Taxi to that too because what really got me was Crazy Taxi. Dude, I I think I've I played that in arcades a few times when I was a kid. This version looks clean. Like it's, it looks so, you know, good. just like a arcade game where you pick up passengers and bring them places. But I'm like, but like, why do I want to play it? Like, why do I want to buy this and just, you know, it looks like, fun. Uh, it looks so fun. It'd be fun, like if they kind of added, I wouldn't say necessarily a story mode, but like some <laughs> other things beyond just like trying to get a high score. Like maybe, you know, because in the thing they showed. It showed the taxi being chased by the cops. Yes. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's like a thing where it's like you can be like a road cab driver, you know, and just like cause mayhem and just, you know, have these like crazy adventures. Yes, I, I'm, I'm hyped. Uh, I actually love Streets of Rage, too. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, that Streets of Rage ups. game looks good, too. Dude. And, and RPG, yeah. I don't know what that is. Golden, Golden X. I yep. isn't that like a classic, uh, a classic franchise? It sounds yes, yeah. All of these are, all these are uh, like Genesis games. So I think I played this in this big arcade yeah. once. Yo, that like, dude, I. Okay, so this is a thing that I really love that they're doing, and it's not something I see that much. Where like, because you know, there's some like classic franchises. But, you know, for some reason, maybe they're not accessible, you know, or like trying to get a copy is like, you know, really expensive or whatever. So it's like it's cool that they're resurrecting, you know, these classic franchises, giving them, you yes. know, 
bottom controls, a modern coat of paint so that, you know, people can experience them now. Like, I'm I'm freaking excited for that. You know, like, it's, you know, like, Sega is... Definitely. They're doing something that I wish Konami would do, which is resurrect their old freaking games. Freaking Konami. Um, Yes. So, you know, I'm like... It looks amazing. All of them look so good. I wonder... It seems like a surprise. Like, they've been, like, hush-hush for, like, a long time, you know, not really announcing too much. And then, because the, the, they were cooking a whole smorgasbord of awesome-looking games. <laughs> I love how they just drop five. Like, now we're not going to tease one thing. We're just going to drop five right here. I have no so- idea when these are coming out. Obviously, nobody does, but, I mean... So what I wanted to the say fact is that they in have that, footage. Oh, dude, and they have so gameplay for all of them. Yes, in that Imagine gameplay that. footage at the <laughs> bottom, it says um, early development footage. So it's gonna look even better than that when we get it. Imagine that. Um, Just want to put that out there. Okay. Um, two two more I want to talk about, and then I'm done. Jurassic Park Survival. This might be freaking sick. <laughs> this <laughs> might be sick. Dude, like all you gotta that, do that's just is, such a banger yes. idea for a survival game like you're in oh, jurassic yeah. park like it's yep. it's just freaking genius genius all you <laughs> gotta do literally all you have to do is the very first jurassic park movie make it into a game it's 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 already there that's it you're on the you're on the island and this takes place on the island it's, it says this takes place a literally hours and a day after the events of the first movie so you are trapped on the island. That's it. I don't care. I think this was all CG. No, I don't. I don't, I don't care. At the I, end, there I was the a concept. little bit of gameplay. It's a first person. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It looks Which like a, I think it's like cool because that will make you more immersed. Oh, this in the <sighs> environment and stuff. You know, I'm gonna be all over that. All over that. So let me run through kind of like what I said. My list, just kind of look out for. Suicide Squad, amazing. Exodus looked amazing. Windblown, Last Sentinel, Jurassic Park Survival, and last thing I want to talk about is OD from Kojima. Okay, yeah, I got. Unfortunately, this, this is kind of where I have to rant again. But I mean, yes. uh, look, <laughs> you can rant. Give me one second. Just... <laughs> no problem. What what kind of movie is this going to be? I keep kind hearing. I like saw something that said like. Hideo Kojima said it'll be more than a game, which just sounds like the most pretentious crap pretentious, ever. Yeah, it's like, dude, is it a game? Come on. <laughs> but is it a game or not? I'm a hypocrite because some of my favorite video games are essentially interactive movies. So I mean, I can't. I don't really, care. I, <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, I see people blasting Spider Man, the Spider Man Marvel Spider Man uh, PS5. And PS4 for being like, oh, you're playing cutscenes. I'm like, okay. Say that when OD comes out because OD is going to come out and it's going to be the, the best playable cutscene <laughs> ever. And people are going to be, oh, this is game of the year. Okay, but then what about all these other games? But Kojima gets a pass. I mean, you know, whatever. Kojima's amazing. But, um, anyways, this teaser trailer was actually awesome. When it was on, I was like, yo, this is cool. The way they just the way they did it was awesome. I don't know. It's a really cool teaser trailer, but no idea what the game's gonna be it's gonna be some kind of horde experience so all right that's all i gotta say yeah so let me 
because I you sent me a text I think yesterday about like yo check out these three games and OD was one of them and then I I I saw the trailer for it and I remember that was one of the games you mentioned and I was like okay so what part of that exactly was I supposed to look at and like dude I like it just blows my mind that they brought Hideo Kojima to talk for probably like a quarter of the freaking show to talk with Jordan Peele, who is a filmmaker that I actually really like, uh, for the most part. I have problems with his movies, but they're always interesting, really well made, really suspenseful and exciting, all that stuff. But like, he essentially came on and showcased a. I can't put enough quotes around the word trailer, so I won't even try. Of his game, that's essentially like previs motion capture footage of the three characters heads saying lines of dialogue and then one of them screaming after it sounds like somebody walks into the room where they are or something and it's like this really like oh my god what the heck why are they so scared what's gonna happen but like i don't know i mean of course that like if i showed a trailer for my game where like it was like a character waking up, right? You know, they wake up, get out of bed, go to the bathroom, you know, splash some water on their face, look into the mirror, and then it does that thing where, like, they open up the medicine cabinet, close it, and then there's somebody standing behind them with a knife, and then it fades to black. That's the end of the trailer. Some people might say that was good because, oh, like, it, you know, like, it would wonder what would be happening next, but that doesn't mean that was a good trailer. That was nothing. Like, they brought him on stage to freaking talk about nothing. I don't know. Like, why couldn't he have just waited until he had something? I don't know. It's, it's because just, he's it's because him and, and Jeff Keighley have that relationship, and Jeff Keighley was like, hey, we need something from you. He was like, okay, I'll walk out of a door. I saw somebody okay. say that that was, that looks like the same door in the pt demo pt which yep. if you don't know uh was the silent hill game that he was a part of that got canned and it was him and guillermo del toro which just kills me because it's like recipe that total loves games and he wants to he would love to be a part of games they had him as the one of the creative directors of this game and then the game didn't get Oh my god. Dude, I can't get over how good Crazy Taxi looks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. Alright. Um, that's all the games I want to talk about. Uh, you can talk about whatever you want, man. That's it for me. I'm done. Alright, so hold on. Let me take a sip of my tea. Yeah, I'm done. That was it. Uh, overall, who cares about the award show? Um, you know, congrats to everybody who won. Um, I feel bad for almost taking this too serious in the past, but it's you know, congrats to everyone nominated. Congrats to everybody who won. You know, whatever. <laughs> Alan Wake 2 looks fire, and I can't wait to play it. Oh, yeah, uh, I can't wait to play that. I cannot wait. Okay, so Christmas. I'm just going to kind of go in order and then uh, pick out what I like. So the first one, um, this one kind of makes me sad. Uh, I'll explain why in a bit, but it's uh, usual June. So this is like a supernatural kind of action adventure 
indie game. It looks like uh, it. The art style kind of looks like not cell shading, but like I don't know what you'd call it. Um, but I've seen it in a few games, and I always think it looks cool. Um, you play as a character. It looks like one of her friends is a ghost or something, and it's like this, you know, supernatural adventure. She's exploring caves. Um, it looks like that kind of thing, you know. It looks like it's story heavy, which is you know my thing. But then I got to the end of the trailer, and it says 2025. Now they showed a lot of gameplay, but it's coming out in 2025. So that tells me I don't know if this is obviously why, but that tells me that. The studio, um, Finji, I've never heard of him, um, they want to make the best game they can make, so, you know, they're really taking their time, you know, they're letting it simmer, they're letting it cook, you know, they're throwing some more marinade on it, you know, maybe some spices, you know, they're glazing it a little bit, you know, they're salt-baying it, um, but, like, I just want to play this next year, and I have to wait until 2025. So that sucks. Um, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, the next the only uh, the next year or two, especially, you know, 2024, and then obviously, you know, 2025, they're going to be big years for games. Like, this year was amazing. So it's almost like, okay, 2023 was one of the greatest years, I think, the greatest year ever for games. So it's like, okay, well, we know next year is going to be good because this year was amazing. But no, I think next year is going to be amazing. So excited for everything. I mean, in part, it has a lot to do with delays, but a lot yeah. of promising uh, games to look forward to. So um, the next one is Harmonium the Musical. So okay. yes, I, this yeah. is I'm a... Rec- I text that to you. That, a, that's uh, definitely yeah. interesting. Uh, yep. Adventure narrative <laughs> musical game about a girl who wants to make music. But the only thing is, she's deaf. So, you know, um, this game has the potential to kill me. So, that'll be fun. Um, I knew, I, I loved it, and I was like, I know you're going to love it. Yeah, the, I mean, the art style looks great. The freaking color, the music, the character designs, the whole <laughs> fantasy world. Um, I'm probably going to, you know, really grow to love the... Mm, main character uh she'll probably become uh one of my many video game daughters which is a list that keeps expanding and uh i both love and hate it um and dude i'll say this this looks like a pixar movie that's way more so good interesting than the last few pixar movies because i after soul you know like soul and Coco were the only the last ones I really cared about. Every Pixar movie now, I don't know what it is. It just feels like they don't want to be making movies anymore. But this looks like somebody was like, "Okay, I missed the old Pixar, so I'm gonna make a game that is just the old Pixar." So I have high hopes. Uh, I think that comes out next year. Uh, yeah, I believe so. If I remember correctly. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be on. Game Pass, which is cool because I have an Xbox One, 
That's nice. right. I got the last gen console because it was cheap and a lot of stuff is still on there. So you can laugh at me if you want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's the best way to get into uh, the ecosystem. Okay, so here's an RPG metaphor refantasia. Now we talked about this. I think it was last year for I forget what the event was. I think it was a PlayStation event or a, no, I think it was the Xbox showcase or something. Um, this is an RPG by Atlas, um, who you know make the Shin Megami Tensei games, Persona, other stuff. Uh, they're a publisher too, so a lot of their games, I don't know if they publish or develop, but um, you know, their games are always really cool looking. You know, they always have a great art style and stuff, great music and all that. And the last trailer for this game, we didn't really know what the story was. How we know? It's a fantasy game where the king of some land or something died. And he doesn't have an heir. So it's essentially like this big tournament to pick a new king. And, you know, like the graphics and everything look good. Uh, it's going to be on, I think it's going to be on Xbox One as well as PS4. So that's cool because I don't know when I'm getting either an Xbox S or a, uh, it will not be on Xbox One, but it'll be on PS4. Well, I have a PS4, whatever. Okay. Um, the thing that intrigues me about this game, though, is the combat. Because there are some sections in the trailer where it's, like, action combat. And then there are some sections where it's turn-based combat. So I'm wondering if it's somehow, like, a hybrid. Which is cool, because I, I like turn-based combat when it's done by atlas and that's pretty much it i don't know why um, but i like action combat quite a bit i mean that's what i grew up playing you know ever since i was a kid you know so that's just you know like second nature to me at this point so i'm really excited to see how it plays you know the story and all that um but it's atlas and i trust them they have a great track record so i mean i just can't wait to play this uh i think it comes out like february or something uh let me let me look i don't want to drag too i don't want to i don't want to drag too long square enix you released initially for final fantasy 7 rebirth you released a teaser that showed like really nothing at all it was you know some like out of context lines and that got a lot of people talking it was intriguing then you released a trailer that showed a fair bit of gameplay a little bit more dialogue you know people talking then you showed a proper trailer that was a pretty good balance of story and gameplay and now for some reason you're still releasing trailers stop it i stopped watching them i i've gone on blackout for, for this game I, i'm not watching anymore i'm excited i might buy a ps5 only to play this um this this game's gonna make me a believer in final fantasy uh i mean this trailer introduced sid highwind who is a character i hate 
actually. I, I hate Sid, but I want this game to Dude, we're like make me a two fan months of away Sid. from this. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't want to get a console that's like five hundred, six hundred dollars just to play this. But I mean, it's this, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't there'll, know. There'll be deals. There'll be deals. Yeah, I most You're anticipated game forever. Ever. I I love these characters. I love this world. I'm just babbling at this point. Um, last thing. What's the last thing? Um, uh, whole lot of crap I don't care about. Baldur's Gate Three is now out on Xbox. Okay, that's it. Uh. Yeah, so a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to that I didn't expect. Um, I have like this list in my phone of like all the games coming out in the future that I'm excited about, and it just keeps getting bigger. That's a great feeling, but it's also like how much vacation time am I going to have to take off work so I can play all this (laughs) crap? All right, I, I want to end it with uh, uh, shouting out um, Sonic the Hedgehog because Sega announced uh, they released. I don't know where this is from. I found it on Twitter, but it's a quote from Sega saying in recent years, Sonic the Hedgehog has forged new paths for Sega, bringing the franchise to life and reaching new audiences in ways we had only dreamed of in the past. Building off that success, we are digging into our legacy and reimagining several franchises to bring these games to more audiences around the globe. Today's announcement is just the start of our initiative. So, if 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 you're excited for uh, Jet Set Radio, thanks, Sonic. <laughs> Wait, I would um. So, how did Sonic make them want to revive uh, classic franchises? Because Sonic is. Sega's, you know, most successful classic franchise, and, and it's it's renaissance and revival, and these like it, you know it's movies and uh, games yeah. and everything, blah blah blah. It's making them want to revisit their stuff, which is awesome. I, I really like what Sega's doing. Imagine a Sonic and Jet Set Radio crossover. Come on, they did Sega crossover, and Sega All Star Tennis. Ah, well, I, I mean. <laughs> And maybe in the racing, but in the Sega Tennis games they were in. There. Yeah, that has... Yeah. I think it's Beat uh, from J- yeah. Jet Set Radio. He's like the, the most popular character for some reason. We all know Yo-Yo's the best because his voice uh, is the equivalent to um, having every one of your fingernails individually ripped off. It is the most annoying <laughs> Those characters awesome. really don't talk. They just have phrases. So like Yo-Yo, like whenever he like jumps or something, he goes, Yo! Dude. And it's like, Jet Set Radio is so talking. cool. <laughs> I cannot wait. I can't. Honestly, I think that might be my favorite thing of the show is actually those Sega announcements because that's honestly amazing seeing what they're doing with classic games. So, but uh, <laughs> final thoughts on all of this and then we can just end it because there's, there's a lot here. Um, go ahead. What what do you want to leave what do you want to leave us with today, Tony? Um I say I say I'm leaving this with shout out to Sonic. Thank you, <laughs> Sonic, for saving the game awards. 
Um, oh, I'm gonna leave this to uh, when I was a teenager, I oh, no. used to <laughs> no, I used to think about like you know like movies and stuff that I would want to make you know based on like franchises and stuff. And one of the projects that has always lingered in my mind was a Jet Set Radio animated series. Oh, and Sega's bringing Jet Set Radio back. I want to be gonna, an actor. You're speaking it. Yep. I, I, oh, okay. I want to be a producer. Whatever. So I'm saying, Sega, I'm free. I have no life whatsoever. I have nothing going on. I'm single. I don't have any kids. I don't have, you know, a partner or anything like that. So please reach out to me because I got some ideas. You know what's funny? We had a clip. We did it. We had a short of you talking about Jet Set Radio. I got to go find it. Yeah, I predicted that what that would that? be at the Xbox showcase last year, along with Persona 3 Reload, and I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, you were. About that specific thing. But it did bring it back. Um, I think that was better, though, because they brought it back with a lot of other, you know, classic franchises. It was kind of like that Red Letter Media clip where they're talking about Rogue One and they're like, Remember Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Remember so Crazy okay. Taxi? <laughs> Remember Shinobi? <laughs> but here's the thing: people do though. These these aren't just like these aren't just like no name t- classic titles. People love these titles. Yeah. Like I, I can't wait. So, anyways, that is episode thirty-four. So, thanks for listening and watching. If you got this far, anyways, Tony, thanks for coming on. It was just fun getting together and just talking about whatever. Yeah. Games, life. So, all right. Till next time. Catch you guys later. Peace.